Welcome to Podcastle. I'm Dave Thompson, and I'm on a diet. Now, yes, I am trying to exercise more, eat better, eat out less often, all those things that you do for the new year. Although that last one has more to do with my son's secret identity as a baby Nazgul, but really, that's not the kind of diet I'm talking about right now. The diet I'm talking about is a book-buying one. For the central, I tried counting up the books I have on my bookshelves, bedside table, and floor space waiting for me to be read, but... I'm sorry to tell you, there's just too many of them. And despite constant cries from people about genre fiction either dead or dying, I have the exact opposite problem. Despite having all these books laying around, I want to buy more, including these forthcoming novels. John Amiaville's Kraken, Greg Van Eekout's Kid vs. Squid, N.K. Jemisin's The Hundred Thousand Kingdoms. Okay, being honest with you, I've already pre-ordered all those. Does Gaiman have anything new coming out? Because I'll buy that too. Like I said, I have a problem. Now, I'd never say there's anything wrong with Anna Schwind, if for no other reason than she'd probably jump through the internet and kick my ass like Carrie Ann Moss, but if you head over to her website at annaschwind.com and click on the little tab that says library and scroll down a little, well, you'll see I'm not the only editor here with way more books than I know what to do with. Obviously, if you're listening to podcasts, you like to read and listen to fantasy stories, so we've decided to start bringing you reviews. Some of them for books, some of them for other stuff yet to be decided. And today brings our first one, Terry Pratchett's Unseen Academicals, reviewed by Bill Peters. If you're on our forum, you may recognize Bill better as our resident psychopomp moderator, Haradel. He's a huge fan of Pratchett, and we're happy to be bringing you his review. All that said, I should emphasize that reviews aren't meant to be punctuation for opinion here at PodCastle. You can use them for a filter, of course, but it's our hope that these reviews will be a springboard for discussions on new stuff coming out that you might be interested in. So whether you agree or disagree with one of our reviewers, you know what I'm going to say next, right? I hope you'll head on over to our forum at forum.escapeartist.net, get in on the discussion, and tell me which books I should break my diet for. That's enough of me talking for now, ladies and gentlemen. Here's Mr. Bill Peters on Terry Pratchett's Unseen Academicals. Spoilers and Sue. It is remarkably hard to review Unseen Academicals, what Terry Pratchett says will likely be his penultimate work. Most people who've read Pratchett and liked him have gotten attached to him as an author in a way they don't to others. Part of this is certainly due to the regular and breakneck pace at which he writes, averaging at least one book a year since the first Discworld novel was published in 1983, just over 25 years ago. The other part is that many of us love inhabiting his world, and we know it will soon be robbed from us. I first came to Discworld around 12 or 13, when a librarian thrust the amazing Maurice and its educated rodents into my hands soon after it was published. A world in which that librarian didn't test the book out on me isn't worth thinking about. It wasn't the first bit of fantasy I'd read, but it certainly pulled me away from the Star Trek and Star Wars pulp I'm reading up until then and I don't think I laughed that hard again until I watched Faulty Towers for the first time. Thereafter, the publishing of a new Discworld book was, for me, kind of like the publishing of a new Harry Potter book was for the rest of my generation, though, all right, I must admit to pulling all-nighters reading those, too. I've read through the City Watch cycle probably around once a year since I was 14, and have only a precious few Discworlds left yet unread. Pratchett disclosing his early onset Alzheimer's created a a huge set of unfairly high expectations on the novels he wrote before time ran out. The first to be released was Nation, which is only the second non-Discworld book he's written since starting the series. 
but Nation is among his better books, and Unseen Academicals isn't. You want it to be. You really, really want it to be. But the plot is a version of Angua's storyline for Men at Arms, with bits cobbled in from Romeo and Juliet and some side swipes at romance novels. The creation myths Pratch has been writing brilliantly for the Ankhmore Pork Post Office, Watch, and First Newspaper fall flat with football or soccer. I uh, bought the book in England. Now, I'm not much of a sports fan, so perhaps that colored my impression, but the creation of modern soccer didn't make as good a story mostly because it lacked the explication and satire that made the other ones work so well. We probably see more of Vetinari here than we do in any of the other Discworld tales, and though we are told his position is in peril should the civilizing of soccer from the barbaric street game it is in the beginning of the novel to the merely violent game you drive by children playing any given Sunday, the danger never feels quite real. It's probably the weakest performance a strong man of Ankhmore Pork has ever given. The wizards, including brief valedictory appearances from Rincewind, have been shaken by the dean splitting off to form his own university in Quorum, and undertake the civilizing of football, so as to avoid a provision in their charter that would require their larders to be cut, which, to the wizards, is a prospect only slightly less horrible than a forced holiday in the dungeon dimensions. Pratchett has been on a particularly strong run this decade, and you can't be as prolific as he is without fumbling sometimes even without a particularly barbaric neurological disease. In his case, it has apparently manifested itself mainly as decreased dexterity. The front of the novel thanks the person who typed the book. And he cut a nimble and feisty presence in a recent Guardian interview, saying notably that he'd much rather be a rising ape than a fallen angel. He argued in the same form that the novel is principally about the rise of sporting clubs and the tribal nature of those who follow them which is a fairly clear point in the text, reinforced by the lightly covered Romeo and Juliet plot, with the tribal affiliations of the city's neighborhoods standing in for the Capulets and Montagues. But critically, the characters that are of those neighborhoods do not transcend their affiliation. They do not become characters in their own right, but remain archetypes, the vacuous model, the young man after her while on his own hero's quest. Pratchett's characters this time around don't have the same quite magic he's infused in Knobby Knobs or Granny Weatherwax or Susan. The main issue here is that where old characters appear, they don't seem quite themselves anymore, and the new ones don't live up to their predecessors. On the other hand, it would have been nearly impossible for the book to live even closely up to expectations. He certainly do a weak showing, and it's not the worst in the series but it doesn't measure up to Night Watcher making money. In the end, you can't escape a creeping dread that Discworld's best days are now behind it, which is a far, far worse thing than arriving for that vacation in the dungeon dimensions, only to find the hotel hosting an auditor's convention. <laughs>